Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. Now, if you're a local band or musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, reach out. You can find all the contact information on the Almost Famous page at 95.9WATD.com. Give me a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. And subscribe to the podcast. You can find that on the Almost Famous page at 95.9WATD.com. Searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or simply by going to almostfamousradio.com. So tonight, we are back on the tiny stage. Tonight being joined by Olivia Wendell. How you doing? Hello. I'm great. Welcome. Thank you so much. You have such an amazing radio voice. Oh, please. Thank you. <laughs> you just really, I want everyone to know, you just really snapped into that. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so give us an introduction, if you would. Cool. My name is Olivia Wendell. I'm originally from outside of Boston and was living in New York City for a little bit after that. And I just recently moved back here like six months ago and I'm a songwriter and that's that's what I do. And I, I teach kids music too. And um, yeah. Speaking of kids music, I read on your website that you got your start in music through a kindergarten all-girl group. <laughs> oh, yeah. The first... I guess you could call it a band. The first band that I was ever in that I started was called Recess because it was the only time we could meet to practice. Yeah, that was the, you know, the beginning of songwriting for me. I I wrote, you know, some songs and I, I remember a few of them actually, which I think is pretty fun. Maybe I'll have to bring those back at some point. <laughs> um, maybe they still hold up. And yeah, so that was kind of the beginning for me. But uh, Recess, yeah, I still think that'd be a great band name. So talk about your very early time in music, maybe not quite that young, but when you started really considering music as a career. <laughs> it's so funny you say that. I I feel like I still struggle with um, thinking about music as, as, you know, a career, songwriting as a career. It still feels like kind of this nebulous thing sometimes. But I think I was super fortunate growing up to have a lot of really amazing musical influences and see people who were really uh, just incredible, you know, I had, my dad was a pianist and my mom was a DJ and worked in radio and music was always very important. And growing up, I really admired singer-songwriters. So I think I just kind of naturally gravitated towards that kind of form of expression and was supported in that. And yeah, that's kind of, you know, it kind of kept going. I never really actually thought about it as a career growing up. I was like, you know, I just like writing songs. That's kind of how I express myself. And as I got older and more people, you know, became interested and were like, oh, what are you doing? I think I took it more seriously for myself, too. So the obvious question that is on everybody's mind is that <laughs> we are exactly we're, <laughs> we're still, you know, knee deep in the pandemic here. Here we are. Exactly. And yeah. obviously, you know, thankfully, still able to make live music and, and live radio happen here. Yeah. But the music scene has been hit pretty hard by COVID. How has it affected you and your music and your career? Oh, wow. I mean, it's affected me in every way. Just even moving back here was was part of the pandemic, moving out of New York, moving back towards Boston, being closer to family, having some space. It was really important mentally. And uh, it's been wild. I think there are moments where I feel super productive and I feel like I'm writing a lot and I, I have a lot to think about and I get to writing. But there are other times where I feel like I have nothing and um, it's just a product of you know the environment right now. And I just let myself 
take a, a back seat for a little bit. And, you know, that's hard to do sometimes, but it's been important. It's a very different time, but I feel very fortunate to even be here today. So, yeah. Well, like you. many musicians, you used that quarantine time to make music and you released your debut album last I year. I did. It was this great. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. I met uh, my collaborators actually through Instagram. The guy who worked as the label and the producer on the project reached out to me through Instagram for something completely different, completely random. And, you know, sometimes I get random asks on Instagram and I was like, oh, I don't know. I thought I'm going to reach back out. I was just, you know, I was like not feeling like being on my phone or responding. And you just never really know where these things are going to go. And so I, I did reach back out to him and we ended up talking and he introduced me to Jeff Peters, who worked as the producer on the record. And um, working with with Jeff and with Wooly Music, the the label, I was able to put out an album that I actually never thought would be an album. I wrote a series of songs sort of in a theme about growing up in Massachusetts, and I never really thought of them as an album. It was just a project for myself, and they helped me realize it as an album. So I feel very, very extremely fortunate for that. It was a really cool experience. Fantastic. Well, let's start yeah. off with a song, and then we'll, we'll talk more about the album. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, great. So this first song, for all my Massachusetts people, um, <laughs> uh, is called Stop and Shop. Yeah. Let's hear it. Olivia Wendell, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Thank you. I'd be easy to find 
If you want it, I'd be easy to find But you don't know me, no, not too well I'm just in a Try it. What the hell? I'm not losing out. I'm not losing out. Awesome, Olivia Wendell. Live tonight on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Talk about how you wrote that song. Well, I wrote that song when I was, I think it was last summer, maybe the one before, what is time anymore? Um, And I, yeah, I was at my mom's in Vermont and I was thinking about sort of the, in the album I was writing a lot about experiences growing up in Massachusetts and I had this one run-in with someone who I hadn't seen in a really, really, really long time who meant a lot to me at Stop and Shop. And uh, it was just like the weirdest interaction of my entire life. And yeah, just kind of this like disconnect and and being caught off guard and just the atmosphere. It was um, it was really interesting. So that song just kind of came out of remembering that experience. Yeah. When you walk into a supermarket, do you have a favorite aisle that you start in? (laughs) That's such a good question. Um, Actually, uh, I love grocery shopping. It is like one of my favorite pastimes. Like I'll just like make up an excuse during the day and be like, you know what? (laughs) I need one single ingredient for dinner. So I'm going to go to the grocery store. Where do I like to start? Honestly, the produce. I love just taking it all in like a fresh kale. You know, it's great. I'll sometimes start in the frozen food section and, and I'll, I'll eye it first just so I know what to come back for at the yeah, end. Yeah, absolutely. You got to check out the ice creams. You know, frozen pizzas are always an option. Um, I love that. That's so funny. So walk us through your songwriting process. How do you typically compose? That's a really great question. I feel like it comes in lots of different ways. Sometimes it goes through cycles. Like I'll kind of have an, an observation period where I'll be like reading and I'll love watching movies and, you know, reading poetry and listening to music. And then I'm kind of going through like a next, sometimes it feels like like a digestion phase where I'm kind of like processing different memories or feelings that I'm having or like things I'm dealing with. And then there's kind of like a, after that becomes, you know, the writing phase and I'll just kind of dive in at a certain point. But things come all different ways. Like I'll be driving and I'll hear like a melody or I'll wake up sometimes at like three in the morning, like crazy person, like go into my bathroom and like be like mumbling, like like three in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it just, yeah, I don't know. It kind of comes in all ways. I think it's mostly just about trying to be as open and, you know, catching it when it comes, but you don't always catch it and it is what it is, but yeah. When you do catch it, when is a song finished? Oh my goodness, what a good question. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, when is a song finished? I feel like a song is finished when, you know, it feels right. For me, it's when I can remember my lyrics without looking at them anymore. Um, the, I'll feel like those are the most genuine things I could say. Um, and like, you know, it's coming from me. I don't need to like remember the lyrics off a page anymore. But I don't ever really feel like 
it's such a weird question. It's like, I don't really feel like songs are ever finished. It's just like when you hear them, that is the state that they're in. It's like you record it, but there are things sometimes I think about with songs where I'm like, oh, you know, I wonder if I could have written that a little differently or this and that. But yeah, I would say like for me, it's when I can remember them without the words in front of me. So you've got a brand new song. You're sharing it in front (laughs) of a live audience for the very first time. What's going through your mind? Oh, wow. Well, actually, I feel like that'll be later down the line in this set. I have a couple songs on here that I've never played. So I'm excited for people to hear that. I think, yeah, I don't know. There's a little bit of like preciousness in the moment that you kind of just have to get rid of and, you know, just let it be what it is. I think like each time you play a song, it's going to be different. So you can't really judge the, the way you're playing it, you know, in the moment. Nothing's ever going to be perfect, you know. So That's Olivia Wendell. <laughs> she is playing tonight on the tiny stage here on WATD. You've got Almost Famous on the radio and time for another song. What are we listening to next? Um, this is a song called Portland. All right. 95.9. <laughs> WATV, it's all yours. Cool. Track till I don't know my 
further get somewhere fast than nowhere slow how much further can i go till i don't know my way Really nice. Olivia Wendell, 95.9 WATD. Talk about that song. You said you've never been to Portland. I've never been to Portland. Um, but actually, there's a lyric in the song that is, I've never seen the West Coast or touched the Pacific Ocean. And I just recently was in L.A. and I touched the Pacific Ocean. So <laughs> it's, it's no longer true. But I have never <laughs> been to Portland. It's a place that everybody is always like, oh, you would love it there. Um, and I kind of wrote that song about that feeling of people, you know, you're, you're not totally in love with where you are right now, but kind of dreaming of these other places and getting excited. And I think sometimes it like brings you back to when you explore those feelings. It brings you back to like, oh, yeah, everything I have actually is right here. And that's kind of what that song is about, too. I was like riding the train while I wrote it in New York. Nice. Yeah. So when writer's block hits you, oh, yeah. what's your favorite method to kind of mm. break that curse and get, and get around <laughs> it? Some of the things I like to do, I like to go on walks if that, you know, sometimes that's helpful. Sometimes I like to just put it away. I mean, I've written songs like sometimes it'll take a year or even a couple years. You just kind of have to like be okay with that. And um, yeah, I think trying to get out and have more experiences always helps me with writing and just like catching up with friends, like continuing to live a life and not just like, you know, banging your head on the wall when you're having like a, a writer's block. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So listeners to the show typically range from seasoned musicians to newcomers. Cool. What advice would you give to somebody maybe who is just starting or maybe an, an aspiring songwriter listening yeah. tonight? Who would you, what advice would you give to them? Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm trying to think what I would talk about, like with my students and things like that. I teach them songwriting. So sometimes these conversations come up. I think the best thing anyone can do songwriting or outside of it is just to express themselves as authentically to themselves as they can. Um, and I think, you know, especially with like social media and getting so caught up in like how quickly things happen these days, I think it's really easy to compare yourself all the time to other people. But I think if it feels authentic to you, then people will listen. I would say that, you know, just like be your genuinely just be yourself and don't be apologetic about it. Great advice. <laughs> That is Olivia Wendell. You're listening to Almost Famous 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. I'm John Shea. We're brought to you by Tiny and Sons Class, and we're up to our first break of the Tiny Stage Hour. We have a lot more to chat about, more songs to share as well with Olivia Wendell. Joining us tonight, stick around. Almost Famous with John Shea on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the almost famous Tiny Stage Hour, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. Tonight, we're on the Tiny Stage with Olivia Wendell. How you doing? Doing so great. Hope everyone else is, too. You sound amazing tonight. Thank you again for making this work. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This is like, this is the best. 
So before we get too much further, I should mention that you do have an upcoming show on Saturday at the Sam Adams Boston Taproom. It's their second anniversary. You take the stage at 12 noon. So to get more information on that show and about you in general, share with us your contact information, maybe your website, social media, anything like that. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. You can find me at my friends call me underscore live and yeah, I have a website too. You can reach out to me through email. I have my email linked there too. Carrier Pigeon. AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so you released an album over the last year. Talk yeah. to us about that. I did. It's called Windthrow. It's out on, you know, anywhere you listen to music, you could find it. And uh, yeah, I wrote it about my experiences growing up in Massachusetts largely. So anyone listening, I'm, I'm sure you'd find things in there you, you relate to. Where's the best place to find that? Spotify or Apple Music, um, Bandcamp. Wherever you wherever you like. If somebody actually wants to give you money, suggest the Bandcamp page. <laughs> yeah, that'd be epic. That'd be great. <laughs> and uh, I know uh, it's still kind of rough around this time of year, but yeah. to, to keep up to date with your upcoming live shows. Yeah, so I'm hoping to be playing out a bunch this year, especially in the Massachusetts area. So um, yeah, I, I like to update on Instagram. So if you follow me there, it's a good place to, to keep up to date. I forget where I read this, either on your website or in a, another interview that you did. But at some point, you mentioned something about how your love of lyrics comes from musical theater. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I was very fortunate. The town I grew up in, I grew up in Lexington in Massachusetts. And there was something they used to joke and say, like, there's something in the water in Lexington. And we just were such theater nerds like just loved it and would write shows and put them up on the stage and do musicals and I think musical theater for me was such a instant connection between you know lyric and song and meaning and um, that is a lot of songwriting too it's just you know it's very precise storytelling and so I, I, I loved it growing up. So let's keep on going with the music, your music. What are we listening to next? Yeah the next song I have for you is called Cardinal Direction. It's also off of the album. Let's hear it. Olivia Wendell on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. They said you'd gone 
Awesome. Thank you. Got to Olivia Wendell on the tiny stage. Talk about that song. That song has a very specific story. I, um, after my grandfather passed away when I was really, really young, still in elementary school, you know, in recess, rock and roll in my band. Um, <laughs> after he passed away, I would see a cardinal bird almost everywhere. I went. And um, it's really funny because every time I tell the story, there's inevitably someone in my audience who's like, or in the audience who's like, oh, me too. Like, you know, that's happened to me. This person, when they passed away, I started seeing cardinal birds and it's kind of stayed with me. And I just instantly, when I was a kid, you knew that that was my grandfather. Like, I'm not a particularly religious person at all, but I just had this idea. And every time in my life that I've, you know, felt kind of lost or like I need some some help I will like go on a walk and I'll always see a cardinal bird so this song cardinal direction kind of came out of that making an album in COVID times is a lot yeah. different than it was beforehand <laughs> was the entire album done remotely or was any of it done in a studio I think we met once or twice in person that was it it was just to re-record some vocals with a different kind of microphone that I didn't have at my at my home studio but everything else was done completely remotely which it's it's incredible it still blows my mind so you said you went in uh, to the project with uh, like a dozen songs ready to go yeah. how did you decide which ones made the final cut because the album only has seven tracks yeah that's always a difficult process I just sort of went with the ones that I felt best about in the moment honestly it was such a quick process us transferring things back and forth some of the songs that I wanted to put on there maybe were you know like half done and weren't going to be ready or they're ones that I'm saving for future projects too so it's always difficult but I think I tried my best to just put together a narrative about growing up in Massachusetts Awesome. Share with yeah. us the name of the album again. Um, it's called Windthrow, which is, um, it's actually, it's a cool word. It means, it's it's about trees. And it's it means like the elements that cause trees to fall over. So like wind or erosion. And that concept was kind of the central piece of the album. Fantastic. <laughs> well, let's do some more live music. What are we listening to next? So this is actually, this is a brand new song. Um, the next two songs I'm going to play are brand new. This is a song that I wrote. I just recently went out to LA for the first time and I just had this incredible day where I got to meet, um, a lot of the people who mean so much to me in this, in this industry and who are making music that I really, really admire. And it was a very, very, uh, surreal experience. And so I wrote this song about that. It's still a little bit untitled. I, I feel like people who listen to it, they're like, I think it's called In the Crowd. But if anyone has any suggestions, I would love to hear it. 
Yeah, throw it on Instagram. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll send the uh, send the crowd your way. Yeah, let's do. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So this is uh, this is in the crowd. Seven rolls by city field Somewhere out in Queens The windows lit like the eyes of October You're singing about Halloween I'm nauseous Cause I'm so green You're spilling your guts to the cool fall air Like it's nothing Can you see I'm here in the crowd Can you hear me Singing every word on every note out loud You write the songs I wish I wrote And now I got a lump in my throat your table got a guitar off your wall I've never seen so many friends of yours each one wrote a different song and someone's making coffee another hands me a cup it's Amy Mann and what's your plan I swear I couldn't make this up can you see me I'm here in the crowd Can you hear me Singing every word on every note out loud You write the songs I wish I wrote And now I got a lump in my throat say don't meet your heroes cause they might let you down but you're listening to my own like I did at your show it was me I was in your crowd I was singing Every single word on every note out loud And you write the songs I wish I wrote You say I'm giving you a lump in your throat Olivia oh. Wendell, 95.9 WATD. Talk about that song. Yeah, so that song was inspired by literally the craziest day of my life when I just visited L.A. for the first time. And I got to meet 
just people who have meant so much to me in music and have written some of the most incredible songs that have changed my life. And I got to like be in the room with them and meet them. And it was very surreal because I had seen one of them in concert a week and a half before. So I wrote the first half of that song after that concert. And then I didn't, you know, obviously I had no idea I was going to meet this person in real life. And I wrote the second half of the song after I had met them. So it's kind of interesting. It's almost like a diary entry in that way, which is kind of weird. So it's like you're reading my mind because literally my next question for you is influences. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Influences. That's a really good question. I always like, I don't know if, if you feel this way, but I feel like I always like, I don't know. I get nervous when people ask me that question because I'm always like, oh, man, like I feel like I'm I don't know. I'm always worried about like being judged if I say like the wrong thing. I don't know. I get in my head about it. But um, I do you feel that way? Do you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. People are like, yeah. People are like, who's your favorite artist or what do you listen to? And you're like, oh, you start like sweating a little bit. I don't know why. I feel like I I have a lot of influences, but I growing up really, really loved and leaned into like female identifying singer songwriters like Sarah Bareilles and Ingrid Michaelson and Rachel Yamagata. And um, yeah, I just there was such a wealth, I feel like, of that kind of beautiful songwriting and, and melodies. I love like rich melodies. Like I loved Keen also. Um, and of course, I, you know, I loved Coldplay. And then as I got older, I loved Bon Iver, Justin Vernon and Radical Face and all of these different kinds of cinematic orchestra, like these beautiful swelling melodies and just great lyricism. And I think like more recently when I was in college, I started listening to like Nick Drake and, um, that really hit hard for me, just this like very pure, honest songwriting. And now I love listen. I love, I mean, I listen to so much, but I love like Lucy Dacus and Phoebe Bridgers and Julian Baker, like that whole camp of singer songwriters. I was going to say, I get a real Phoebe Bridgers vibe Aww. from your music. Thank you. I mean, that is a very high compliment. She is, um, she's, she's incredible. Yeah. What is your guilty pleasure? Let's pretend that you're in your car by yourself. There's nobody around. What do you put on your playlist that nobody knows about until now? What do I do until right now, everybody? Um, My guilty pleasure. That's a really great question. I mean, honestly, like anything top 40, like I can totally get down to like just the poppiest of pop music. I'm trying to think like if there's anyone specifically... You know, just the classics like a Katy Perry or like, oh, like old Britney, Christina Aguilera, Genie in a Bottle, like all of those guilty pleasure songs. Well, so like I got to give a shout out to my my good friend Vicky Lynch, who I saw just recently playing in Plymouth at a little coffeehouse place. And she played in a corner with her acoustic guitar. And one of the songs she played was uh, So Yesterday by Hilary Duff. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, all the Disney classics also, like some Hannah Montana, The the Climb. Um, yeah, th- those songs are just, they, they sit somewhere in you. It's like, it kind of gives you a new appreciation when something lasts over time like that. You're like, oh, wow. It's, oh, yeah. Ooh. Now I know what I'm listening to when I, when I drive home. What's a song you wish you had written? <laughs> Oh, it's funny because a lyric in the song I just played is you write the songs I wish I wrote. That's what made me ask the question. (laughs) I love that. A song I wish I had written. Um, That's a really, really great question. I love Motion Sickness by Phoebe Bridgers. I think that song is like, when I first heard that song, that was like the first one that I heard from her sort of on the radio. Um, And I was like, wow, this is a really interesting artist and a really interesting song. Yeah, that kind of comes to mind, but I'm sure there's, I mean, there's lots of other songs. This there's so be, much good music out there. This might be an easier question. Yeah. What's a song you hate that you would just wipe off the planet Earth? Ooh. If you could eliminate one song from the oh, universe, man. what would that be? Oh, wow. 
<laughs> you know, I actually was just thinking, I think I was talking about this with my siblings. We were doing like a trivia thing. And I think that's that question came up. Honestly, hate is so strong. I like feel like I genuinely don't hate any music, but the happy birthday song, I think is like kind of insufferable. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's And it's, it's crazy. It's like no one's ever in the right key. It's all over. You know what I mean? I think if I could redo one song, maybe it would be that one, but somebody mentioned the one eight seven seven cars for kids jingle. Oh my goodness. Wait, that's incredible. <laughs> I definitely have jingle stuck in my head for sure. Something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. That is Olivia Wendell. She's <laughs> joining us tonight on the tiny stage. Let's do some good music. What are we listening to next? <laughs> we hope. Okay. Um, yeah, this next, song is also a new one it's called still life let me just like retune her real quick do you have a name for your guitar oh that's a good question i did just say her i've never done that before um i really don't but i i'm very open to suggestions and while you're tuning when the pick falls inside your guitar what's your favorite way to get it out oh actually this is a very classic game i play it with my students all the time i call it popcorn so we we name the kind of popcorn we're making because when you shake out your instrument and the pick you're trying to get it out it sounds like popcorn popping so my kids will be like i'm making kettle corn and like shake their ukuleles upside down for like (laughs) for like 10 minutes it's amazing um so yeah playing popcorn of course that's the best way okay cool it's all yours thank you to the apple Did the coffee go cold Sitting idly on the table While the hours grew old Does the sun ever really set on a street with a lamppost Lovers kissing through the bed sheets. I wonder what they know. There's cracks in the pain now. Proof you can't stop time. It'll oxidize and dry out And take my breath each time I see a still life I spend Sunday with surrealists Wandering the Guggenheim Mixing meaning with acrylics Different shades for different frames of mind Always save some time to stop by the Empire of light Someone's laughing to their friend It doesn't make sense I wonder why There 
Awesome. Olivia Wendell, W-A-T-D. Talk about that song. Yeah, that song is a very recent one. That's also a new one. When I was at school, when I was in college, I would try to use, we had like a free membership to all the museums through our ID. And so I was like, I have to go to every single one. So I started going to like as many museums as I could on weekends. And there was one painting that I loved, which is called The Empire of Light. And it's by this painter, Rene Magritte. And um, I just absolutely fell in love with the image of it. And people should look it up because it's so beautiful. And while I was there one day looking at it, there was, you know, these other people there and they looked at it and they walked by and they're like that doesn't make any sense like just walked by and I was like wow like perspective is so interesting like something can mean so much to one person and mean little to nothing to another person and also still life the name of the song also was born out of this like stillness that we found during the pandemic and so I was thinking about what is a still life for me but also you know painting and finding yourself in art and yeah there's lots of themes that went into it but that's kind of where it came from as a songwriter or yeah. just in life in general what do you think is your greatest strength and something that you'd like to work on <laughs> i feel like i have the same answer <laughs> i feel like as a songwriter i feel like i have a very like deep empathy and I think I feel a lot of things when other people are feeling things too and I think a lot of times I'll like take on those emotions just like this deep well of empathy I think is where I write from a lot and it's how I make sense of my feelings I think songs are sort of the the filter through which I can filter all those feelings and make something that makes more sense to me that's my voice and my expression but I think like I would also I think that's something I can work on too is like you know I think a lot of people struggle with like self-esteem and you know believing in themselves and I think especially as a songwriter it can be hard sometimes to to really feel strong about what you're doing or, or not strongly about what you're doing, but feel confident in what you're doing. And so I think feeling other people's feelings taking in is like a strength, but also sometimes I need to like just listen to myself more. I don't know if other people get that, but. Totally get yeah, that. Yeah. That is Olivia Wendell joining us tonight on the tiny stage here on WATD. We are up against our final break of the night. We have time for one more song. Does that work for you? Oh, yeah. All right. We'll do that after this. 95.9 WATD. It's Almost Famous. Stick around. Almost Famous with John Shea on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage Hour, 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. Tonight, we're on the Tiny Stage with Olivia Wendell. How you doing? Hello. I'm great. I hope everyone is, too. Thank you so much for making this work. This has been a fun night. This has been so, so cool. Thank you. Seriously. So, one last time, give an introduction of yourself. Yeah. So, I'm Olivia Wendell, and I'm a songwriter and a singer, and um, yeah, living in, you know, the the Brighton, Brookline area, just kind of hanging out in Boston here, so... And speaking of Boston, you have a show coming up on Saturday at the Sam Adams Tap Room in Boston. You take the stage at 12 noon. 
So share your website, social media, any yeah. of those pages. I'm on Instagram. You could probably search Olivia Wendell, my first last name, but the handle itself is my friends call me underscore live. And do they? They do. They do. This was a recent change, actually. I had a different name on my Instagram, and then I was like, you know what? My friends call me Liv. It's true. So you guys can all call me Liv. You're all friends now. And um, yeah, I have a website, too. So if you want to catch my email there, you can reach out to me there. And an album that just dropped last year. Yeah, it's called Winthrow. It's out on all the streaming platforms, so you can pretty much catch it anywhere. Yeah. Do you have a favorite onstage moment since you've been performing that you can share with us? A favorite onstage moment? Definitely. I I think I mentioned earlier, but sometimes when I play certain songs like Cardinal Direction, for example, I'll have people come up to me after the show and say like, oh, you know, that happened to me. Or I've told that story before and I've had actually someone like audibly gasp. They're like, oh, (laughs) I was like, oh, my goodness. It must, you know, it must have happened to them, too. Um, So that was pretty cool. You know, a gasp. Always good. How about an onstage moment you'd rather forget about? Oh, yeah. Probably, probably a few of those. No, so something I with mean, like recess, maybe. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think actually we kind of. I mean, I'm going to admit something I'm not proud of. We like it was me and a couple other girls in recess, and I think we held auditions for all the other kids in our grade, <laughs> and we're like sort of ruthless. Like I don't think we were very like nice. Simon Cowell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm pretty sure it was not very inclusive or kind. So I'm so sorry to everyone in my kindergarten class. People are like scarred for life. Yeah, right. They, they can't. I'm actually, so. Sorry. They can't play guitar or sing because they were denied in kindergarten. (laughs) No. No, I hope it made them overcome the adversity. They're better. They're better now. That's true. Well, thank you again. We have time for one more song before we wrap things up. What are we hitting the top of the hour with? Yeah. So this is a song off the album. It's called John Cusack. One of my favorites off the album. (laughs) You got to talk about how this song happened. Yeah. Should I talk about it now? Sure. Yeah. I was watching, uh, actually, you know what? It was during the pandemic. It was early pandemic. And I um, entered a songwriting competition and the prompt for it was distance, which honestly at the time it it felt a little cruel. I was like, oh gosh, distance. It's just like between people and everything. And um, I was really stuck, like having so much block trying to write something. I had this like really cool opening and I had, I felt good about the verse, but there was just nothing coming after. And I went up to upstate New York to stay with my fiance's family and we were watching I think we watched Serendipity and the next day I just I don't know I was like I'm just gonna have more I need to have more fun with this song I think that's what was blocking me and so yeah it just it became John Cusack cool let's hear it thank cool. you again get home safely and I'll hopefully see you at the Sam Adams Taproom in Boston on Saturday yes yes everyone too cool thank you sure On your side of town Wonder what you're up to Now that I'm not around You've been on my mind Taking shape in the passing clouds Unfamiliar figures Of what we could have been by now TV 
John Cusack and Serendipity 